lock and load. This is GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, Executive Director of GeorgiaCarry.org, Jerry Henry. Welcome to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour this Saturday morning in downtown Atlanta. I didn't say beautiful because it's been a kind of a frustrating week for me, uh, and I think for all of us, it's uh, there's a lot of things that are going on that uh, that's just hard to believe that that is happening in America and here in Georgia as well. We uh, I had a very frustrating week this week at the uh, General Assembly, uh, along with the uh, decision that we'll talk about a little bit later on the on the. Uh, Appeal from the appeals court on the private property issue with the botanical gardens, and um, it just uh, it hadn't been a good week as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I've, I know for sure, as I've been told, that the, the Republicans in the uh, in the General Assembly are afraid that they're going to be losing seats because of the change in the demographics here in Georgia, and that's one of the reasons they don't want to take up the gun bills because they don't want to lose those seats that are turning blue well guess what those people ain't gonna vote for you anyway so you turn your back on the people that will vote for you in hopes that you can save a couple of seats in in some of these areas that are going red of course the the goal for them and and probably for us too should be for them to maintain control of the house and senate through uh, 2020 because then they'll be able to redistrict and hopefully make things a little bit uh, a little bit more in a favor of, of uh conservatives uh, if not if they lose it then we're going back to what we were before and it'll be very much favorable in the uh, in the side of the democrats or on the side of the democrats so i've got a whole lot of things i want to talk about but uh last night uh, i think a little bit after midnight which should concern you uh the senate passed the omnibus spending bill and there were several things in there that we don't really know the details of, but we know they're in there. And so on the way up to the uh, program, I called uh, my good friend and your friend, Mark Walter, from Armed American Radio and asked him if he would come on with us and let's just try to discuss some of these things and fill out how he feels about it, what he knows, and, and come to find out neither one of us know a whole lot about it at this point in time. Uh, so I want to bring on Mark Walters uh, from Armed America Radio and Daily, Daily, Drive, Daily Defense Drive. Uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Thanks for having me on again, brother. I wish I had more info on this bill for you and listeners. But here's what I can say. The old adage is true. When in doubt, don't. Right. And I can't support this bill when I'm seeing some of what I'm seeing. Here's what we do know. We do know that buried in this omnibus bill is a quote-unquote strengthening of the background check system i don't is that the fix nicks wording i don't know entirety? Well, i don't know that either i believe fix nicks may be in there then there's also funding for studies and i but what studies and how i so i you know this bill is 1130 some pages right the senate didn't read it before they voted on nope. it the house gave themselves 30 minutes to read it they didn't read it they don't right. know what's in it right. i certainly don't so what my i go back i default to this level of when in doubt, don't. I need to see what's in this thing. Now, there is some silver lining here. Just moments before uh, you and I talked, well, I guess it was yesterday that, you know, we started getting word that Trump was going to veto the bill Mm -hmm. or was considering vetoing the bill. And uh, 
you know, just moments before we talk, there's more words about this anti-gun legislation in this. But again, I'm not right. real comfortable commenting on it because you've got pro-gun groups over here saying one thing. You've got what we and who we've known to be pro-congressmen, right. pro-gun rights congressmen, saying something different. This is a right. crazy time in America. Right. This so, is this is, this is a, uh, what I was referring to earlier is that I never thought I would see these times in America when we've got people voting for things that they don't know what they're voting for, and we certainly don't know what they're voting for. Now, when you said the, the back, strength in the background check, from what I have found, the only thing I found in there is the fixed NICs. Now, I I know that uh, uh, part of what was talked about before was the universal background checks, and Trump right. said he wouldn't support those. Nobody supposedly supported, but then in his talk with the the guys, as we've discussed before, uh, when he was talking with the liberals, saying put all the all the junk in there you want, that was one of the things that that came up to be in there. And I don't like, and I don't really even know what the the money for the studies is going to be spent for. But I don't like, it's my understanding, it's going to the CDC to determine how to prevent gun violence. Now, I don't like any government entity being funded by our tax dollars to come up with a study to either prevent one thing or the other because of the fact that those get political. And I will assure you well, that's, that... That leaves it a gun control measure. That's what correct. you just described, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what you've just described is exactly why we fought that under the Obama administration, was because the CDC has no business treating my right to own a firearm and crime in Chicago as a health problem. It's right. not a health problem. <laughs> it's yeah. a crime problem. And if they want to stop that problem, they need to start prosecuting criminals and get off my back. But there's a couple things here to consider. And probably the biggest of all, again, I go back to that when in doubt, don't. And that's generally a, a good rule. In other words, what that means is trust your gut. Okay? Right. That's what that means. Here's what, here's what I know for certain. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are praising this bill. It's, it's, they're having a love fest with right. this bill. Right. And when, when Pelosi and Schumer love a bill, I can promise you it's doing you right. as a gun owner. We no need good. to we need to duck. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Yeah, you need to duck because you don't know what's coming at. You. That's correct. It, 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 but it that's isn't. But it isn't going to be. It isn't going to be good. It's not. It's not going to be something that you want. when no. it's coming from Pelosi and Schumer. So no, I, I agree with that. That should I, give everybody pause. It, it should, and and like, well, I, I, every, what should give everybody pause is uh, the same thing that we discussed here. They, they get uh, an hour or two hours to read a uh, 1,200 page bill. And then they're supposed to make their decision on how to vote for or against that bill. Now, I know a lot of these things were already planned out that were in the bill, et cetera. So they shouldn't have to go back and read the whole thing, although they should right. skim over parts of it to make sure that they still say what they did when they first came out, because that's one of the things that uh, politicians seem to do. They come out with a bill, and then all of a sudden there's a substitute in there. And the bill that you originally thought you were voting for is not there anymore. I mean, we... We've seen that happen right here uh, in our favor sure. with HB60, as a matter of fact. So uh, it's it's a ploy that can be used, but everybody that's involved in voting in that bill should have the opportunity to read it and see what's going on. Uh, and and like we, we said, should have the opportunity as, as that's the people, correct. we should have the opportunity to read that bill. You're exactly before. right. And when a certain amount of people have clicked into that bill and read that bill, then and only then should Congress be able to, to vote on a bill. The people have a right to see this. This isn't about them. This is about us. And we forget that too often. You don't. I don't. But too many people do. They see something on the news, the quote-unquote news, right. and I use that, that word lightly. <laughs> the you know, something else that concerns me is, is 
when you opened up the segment, you're talking about the threat of Georgia, you know, the threat of the Republicans feeling that they may be going purple, this, that, and right. the other thing. Here's what I can guarantee the Republicans. They absolutely will lose seats, and they will go purple if they, if they, if they don't stop capitulating to these Democrats. Let That's me use correct. two real-life examples. Marco Rubio, standing up and fighting. Are you going to promise me that you're not going to take money from the NRA, this, that, and the other thing? Marco Rubio, and mind you, he got blindsided in that CNN dog and pony show. But the fact of the matter is Marco Rubio is now supporting progressive gun control measures that he ran against right. when he was running for the Florida Senate. Of course. you got Governor Scott, who was widely regarded as probably one of the most pro-gun governors in Florida's history, now, for whatever reason, faltering and wavering, and signing progressive gun control legislation. Right. So here's what, what I want people to think about. Why? Who are these men, and I'm talking about Republicans in general now, who are they afraid of? Are they afraid of the Democrats who are, sh- are screaming and yelling because of the kids? And will never so vote for them under any we'll circumstances. Never vote from them anyway. Yes. So that, that tells you they're willing to give up their base because they panic because they're afraid of upsetting the media. The yep. media. Yep. This is where this all comes back to. It was the media putting pressure on these people. Well, no, it wasn't. It was the leftist progressive gun grabber. Right. Well, how, who do you think is giving them the voice? The media That's is correct. giving these people the voice. And, and the Republicans here in the Georgia State Legislature had better come to grips with the fact that they're not, if they try to appease the leftist progressives because of media pressure, they're going to lose their seats in this state. We can lose this state. Texas can turn is already purple. Texas can turn blue. These are very dangerous times in America. The media knows it, and we have got to stay vigilant. And no time to be asleep at the wheel. And they're playing it to the hilt when they're doing it. You know, the thing that they never ask the media is how much money do you get from Bloomberg? You know, they, they well, and the, and when you stop and look, if you go to, and look at the the amount of money that the NRA gives to a particular candidate, it's very very small. They do not sure throw is. a lot of money in. They they do back issues. Uh, and uh, certain campaigns, but not to the the uh, senator or the representative or the candidate himself. They they back the cause. They back what they want to get, uh, what they would like to see pushed through Congress. Right. But as far as them taking any money from it, it doesn't. And that was another thing I want to talk about in in uh, uh, the next segment here. If you can hang around for another fifteen minutes or so, I can. Uh, yes, I want to want to talk about. What what the big problem with the NRA is? They haven't no member of the NRA has killed anybody at any time with any of these firearms or anything else, and yet right. now we're out here protesting against the NRA, and I just uh, I, I just that 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 torques my button as well. But at any rate, <laughs> uh, we're we're coming to the end of the segment here. I want to remind everybody: go to georgiacarry.org, our website. Uh, you can join. You can renew. It's twenty dollars a year for a. Uh, for an annual membership, $500 for a lifetime membership. Uh, you can find out everything that we've done. Every, every legal paper we have posted has, or we have uh, filed has been posted to our website. You can download the commercial free podcast there. You can uh, contact uh, me. You can follow us at Georgia Carey on Twitter. You can follow me at uh, Got Your Back 64 And you can also download the commercial free podcast here at Newstalk1160.com. And we will be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. I'm here with uh, a good buddy, Mark Walters. 
Uh, we're going. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about what happened last night, although basically we don't really know what happened. It may be a while before we do. Uh, on the omnibus bill, as Mark said, uh, recently uh, President uh, has indicated that he may veto that bill, and hopefully he will, and we can sit down and see what's in it and go from there. It's just, it's just not real good about it. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about uh, was uh, all this, uh, all the attention. Every, all you know, we're in a propaganda war. You know, I was going. Matter of fact, I started talking. I was thinking on the way in, I was going to start off the program by welcoming you to the sixth week of the propaganda war or the escalation of the <laughs> propaganda war, because that's what this is. We are in one yep. heck of a propaganda war, and if you don't believe that, uh, you're not listening. You're not paying attention. You need to go outside. Somebody needs to throw the the cold bucket of ice on you like they had in the the uh, challenges last year because you're asleep. And if you don't want to believe it, you don't have to. But I'm telling you, it is a, a heck of a propaganda war. And right now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's winning. I know that they're getting an awful lot more play than we, but they always have. And whether that does any damage or not, that's a different story. But you know, as a as a well, an almost lifelong member of the NRA. Uh, you said, Mark said earlier, you've been a uh, member for how many times, how many decades, or a decade or two, or what? For the NRA, for yeah. me at the NRA? Right. Uh, probably 30 years now, and, mm. and uh, you know, listen, let me let me touch something here real quick. You said you don't know who's winning, and I think that's an important, do you mind if I jump in real no. fast on that topic? that's why I ask you on the show, so I don't have to talk so the, much. The propaganda war we're talking about is a propaganda war for the culture and soul of this country. That's correct. The, the progressive left is out of the closet. Now, let's, let's take this, let's move this forward now to the march. And that, by the way, that came from Barack Obama. Barack Obama right. was their son. The moment Barack Obama got elected, they came flying out of the closet. That's correct. The progressive wing of the party took control of the party. And if anybody doubts, that's why Barack Obama is a, that's, that's why we know what happened happened, because of Barack Obama. We know that for a fact. But now let's take that to the march. This weekend, and I want gun owners to understand this. I wrote a piece; it's up on Ammo Land right now, and they changed the title on me. The editors did, so I don't know what it's titled. Just Google Mark Walters Ammo Land and read the piece. It's a feel-good piece. Here's why, and I'm going to tell you we're winning, and I'll tell you why we're winning. And I want I want you as a gun owner to understand why I believe we're winning. We have the right to bear arms. It's enshrined and enumerated in our Constitution. The very same parchment that gives them the right to do what they're going to do in Washington this weekend also gives us the right to bear arms. I agree. It's written. We're not trying to change anything. They are. That's we true. have the right to. We don't have to march on Washington to add a constitutional amendment in the form of the Second Amendment. We already have it. They don't like it. They're the ones with the uphill battle. Not me as a gun owner. I'm going to the range when I'm done talking with you. I just bought a new gun. I've been able to buy guns my entire life. They're the ones that want to change laws. Well, They're I, the ones that want to change our Constitution. I, I agree. They're the ones that want to change public perception. Now, where we where we have a problem is we get we get this sense of loss and this sense of dread because the media hates our guts and gives. But I want to remind people: Trump was elected. That's why Trump was elected. Are we under significant pressure? You're damn right we are. Could we lose this? You're damn right we could. And it would be very dangerous. The country would go in a direction I don't even want to think about, let alone talk about. 
So the fact of the matter is, you're right, it is a propaganda war. It's a war for the culture. But we're at the top of the hill. They're charging up the hill at us. As long as we can hold the high ground, we're good. And so far, we own that high ground. I want people to remember that. Listen, watch the march this weekend. Watch all the liberal lunatics go crazy. They're going crazy because they hate what we already have. Remember that. Keep that in your mind. Well, I agree with that. But the thing of, the thing that I was saying about losing is our side does not stand up and throw around an awful lot of uh, verbiage. We we don't have the means that the uh, progressives have. We don't have CNN on our side. We don't have MSNBC, right. all the alphabet news agencies. We don't have any of those people on our side to stand up there 24 hours a day telling everybody how badly how bad we are and how bad the NRA is. Now, I I became a lifetime member of the NRA in 1967, January of 1967. Uh, I'm a patron life member. Uh, And during that time, I have seen the NRA change. Basically, oh, many times. Yeah, basically. Well, originally when I was there, they they were really for hunting and, and rifles, etc. They they were for you to be able to to uh, shoot to target practice to uh, any kind of sporting shoot, but not necessarily carry a firearm. Well, that changed as as time progressed. You know, we get we started making more inroads into that and and realizing that that was a very important thing for all of us to do. Then they came around to that. Uh, so we've seen them change from time to time, but basically, in my opinion, it's been for the good. And I agree with one of the things you and I said, or you said off air earlier. The NRA is a big lobbying group, and I can tell you from what lobbying I do here in Georgia, I know things that I can't tell other people. Right. And they are the same way up there. They, I know that they go in and have meetings with President Trump. I can't do that. You can't do that. So we don't know what was said. We don't know exactly uh, what Trump is willing to change or lose. And uh, I, I still, until we get something that, that shows us that he's, uh, that he's really against us, and I'm, I'm, I got a little problem with going against him. But uh, like I said, the NRA, we're out, the kids are out here saying stop the NRA. The NRA hasn't had a single member go out and commit any of these mass shootings. Uh, it's if an MRA member is involved in any kind of shooting, it's self-defense. And so what's the big deal? Why do we have to get rid of the NRA? Because they're a big well, voice. Well, they're, they're spitting out leftist talking points. Listen, here's, here's something else that you need to take home. And it's going to be tough to watch this. Morning. I'm going to watch it because I have to for a number of different reasons. But the, the number one reason I want to watch this stuff, and it's why I, I can't join, I've gotten kicked out, of every one of the groups I've tried to join. They keep finding out who I am, and they keep dusting me. But I joined the mailing list of Every Town for Gun Safety and Moms to Man Action and the right. Brady Campaign. They've all kicked me off their Twitter pages. So you create another account. You go in. Somehow they find out who you are. But the reason is is because the it's the old art of war, Sun Tzu. The general who knows the most about his enemy has the advantage That's in every correct. battle. Okay? I agree. So you watch this. So here's what you're going to see this weekend. You're going to see the leftist gun grabbers this is their coming out day. You're going to hear speech after speech after speech of ban and confiscation, something right. they've told us they've never wanted to do, that we respect the Second Amendment. Nobody wants really? to take away your guns. You're going to watch the lie. What else you're going to see is you're going to, they're going to expose their tactics and their agenda for you as they move through the coming months, days, weeks, months, and years. So it's important we watch this because this is what we see we're going to have to fight. Okay. Now, the NRA has had to change over the years. I remember when the NRA was 
marksmanship, marksmanship, marksmanship right. when I was a kid. And I took NRA courses when I was in grade school, marksmanship classes, and had 22s at school and shot after school, these kinds of things with the NRA courses. Then the leftists come in and begin to start to move, and the NRA has to react. And they're going to make mistakes along the way. Sure. Are, are they going to support something 30 years ago that they wouldn't support today? Of course they are. Here's how we win that battle. You join the NRA, and you fight from within as a family member. Okay? Look, make the analogy. When a husband and wife, you don't like something the NRA is doing, listen to the analogy I'm giving you. If you're married, you'll completely understand what I'm talking about. You fight with your wife. It's part of being married. It's part of communication. It's normal and it's healthy, as long as it's a good, healthy argument. You don't take it out on the front lawn and let the whole world see it. You keep it inside the house. You fight from within the family. When you go outside, nobody else knows what went on behind closed doors. It's the same thing with the National Rifle Association. If you don't like something the NRA is doing or did, join us as the NRA. I say us because I'm a longtime NRA member. But join us and fight from within. We can have these healthy arguments and agree to disagree from within because our ultimate goals are all the same, just like a family. And, boy, let me tell you something. I'll go back to this. I remember, I think it was my mother said, what are you going to do now on your national radio programs that Trump's elected? You're going to have anything to talk about? <laughs> I don't even have to answer that question anymore, do I? No, so, I don't think you know, so at all. Office, well, I'll say, this is, this is a, everything you mentioned, Jerry, is right spot on. It's dead on. This is a war for our culture, and trust me, I don't think we're going to lose it because literally we're we're, whole, we're the union troops holding the high ground at Little Round Top at Gettysburg right now. Well, and They're I agree. trying to come up that hill. I agree so, with you. I agree with you. I don't think we're going to lose it either. I think we may have some tough times. But I I was also thinking back this morning. You know, back in the in the sixties and seventies, we had a lot of people trying to change this country. Hillary Clinton was one yeah. of them, and they were out uh, protesting the war, protesting. When they got through with the war, they started protesting other things, and there were some nasty riots, et cetera, going on. And those were some tough times for this country, but we survived, and I believe we'll survive right. this one as well. I think the, the propaganda will. war will, will eventually be lost because of the fact that— uh, the only reason it's going now is because of Bloomberg and Soros' money. They're, they're, people are not out there doing it like you and I are doing it because that's what we live, breathe, and, and sleep. Uh, they are doing it because they're getting a paycheck and they're getting their, their face well, on course. TV. And so they don't have any convictions. It's no. important to note that they don't have any convictions, and we do. That's why we're such a powerful voting bloc. But the, the thing I want gun owners to take away from this, and, and again, it's difficult when all you see is ABC, CBS, NBC, right. you know, even Fox, for that matter, right. and uh, you know, uh, CNN and, and MSDNC and the rest. Of it. Right. When your screens gotta, are being hey. bombarded by this by all day, right. you, you, you tend to forget the fact that there are people there. Another half the country thinks just like we do. Okay. You got to cut away from it. We're going to have another break. You want to hang around for another 15 or can you, you didn't need to go? I know you need to go. Well, and, I'm, at, I'm, I'm actually heading to the range and I got to meet somebody there. So I'm going to have to do that, but I appreciate the opportunity. Well, we appreciate gotta you coming. Go pew, pew, pew for a little bit. Do what? Got to go pew, pew, pew for a little oh, bit. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk at you later. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks a lot for, for being here, Mark. And uh, I want to remind you, go Thank to georgiacarrier.org. Uh, you can download the podcast there. You can download the commercial-free podcast here at Newstalk1160.com, and we will be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. 
I uh, really appreciate Mark coming in here last uh, hour or last uh, segment, last two segments. Uh, he's always a good uh, guest to have on the program, brings a lot of energy to the program. And then when he leaves, I let the energy drop back down. But he's uh, he and I agree. We don't really know what's in this bill. We We know that it could be bad for us. We know it could be good for us. And we also know that. Uh, President Trump could uh, could veto it, and if you want to get involved, then uh, start contacting the president. Tell him to veto it, and that way we'll we'll uh, cut out whatever's in it. If he doesn't sign it, doesn't matter what they put in the bill. So, um, and that brings me to another point. We we talked. I, I talked earlier, and, and actually, I had the I had the show kind of scheduled out how I wanted it to go, and then I. I got hold of Mark. I was going to have him on at the end. He couldn't come on at the end. So I'm kind of shoveled around in, in how I was going to uh, present things today. So just if you can try try to uh, keep up with me here, I'll I'll try to I'll try to make it somewhat uh, understandable at any rate. One of the things I started talking about earlier was uh, my frustration at the General Assembly. Uh, now, and this ties in with the uh, decision. Uh, of the Court of Appeals on the Botanical Gardens. The Botanical Gardens, as you know, uh, the, um, they want to ban guns, and they have leased private property, for, or they have leased public property from the government, and they say that makes it private property because they have a lease on it. We changed the law in HB 60 to state that uh, you could only control firearms on leased private property and not leased public property. So we've been fighting this now for a couple of years. Uh, the decision came down that, no, they pay taxes on it, therefore it's considered private property and they can do whatever they want to do with it. Now, that creates a real problem for us. That means that if that happens, if that's allowed to stand, and we are going to appeal it to the Supreme Court, but if that decision is allowed to stand, then any city, and you could expect Atlanta, Savannah, Macon, probably others in this state, to lease out every piece of property they have to prevent you from keeping from carrying firearms on there. They could lease their city parks out, for instance, to some holding company, and then that holding company could uh, prohibit you from carrying firearms. All the places that we work to get preempted would become basically re-preempted due to the fact that uh, it's leased property if this decision were to stand. So we were approached by members of the legislature uh, here in Georgia, the General Assembly, to uh, to put a bill out to change that the description of private property. We were told as soon as, as or as late as about eleven thirty on Thursday that there would be a hearing on a bill that afternoon that would address the concerns with the private property language that we wanted. Uh, at twelve forty, we were told that's not going to happen. So instead, we uh, we went to a hearing. John Monroe stood up and told the uh, the committee what we would like to see, some of the things that we needed to see here in Georgia done with gun rights. And now they're going to pr- uh, to form a um, study committee to see what they can do over the next year with our gun rights. Well, it's the same basic list that we gave them last summer, but. Now we're going to have a study group. So I'm I'm somewhat upset. Uh, I was a little upset when I left there. Number one, I didn't need to take the time out of my day to go down there and 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 accomplish nothing. Nor did John Monroe, but uh, but we did. 
So we walked away uh, frustrated and, and still not happy with what's going on, but it's about all we could do at the time. So uh, we're now officially there's nothing going to happen to benefit Georgia Carey in this year's General Assembly session. Uh, I don't. There's nothing going to happen that's going to hurt us, but there's nothing going to happen that that's uh, that's going to help us. So uh, I get that little bit of things off my my mind, and and we'll move on. Um, we um, we do have some good news. Uh, it's a couple of weeks old. Uh, the uh, uh, Corps of Engineer has issued some. Uh, licenses for or some permits for people to carry on core property and uh, they're GCO members and they result from our uh, lawsuit against the them and and I want to tell you uh, I'm going to put this out in an update if you haven't already gotten one that says it um, if you want to apply for a permit to carry on core property then you need to send two requests or depending on which area you're going to be in there's two different districts here in georgia one of them is the mobile district uh down south and then there's uh the savannah district so what you need to do is you need to send uh a request to uh the u.s army corps of engineers now the mobile district is uh and you put mobile district attention operations post office box 2288 mobile alabama three six six two eight dash zero 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 one that's uh i'll give you the, i'll try to remember to give you these four it's over with but I, they will be included in the next uh, update uh, and you should include a copy of your gwl uh, in the savannah district uh, you can request by mail u.s corps of engineers savannah, savannah district 100 west oglethorpe avenue savannah georgia 31401 uh, or you can also go online and uh, go to www.sas.usace.army.mil forward slash contact forward slash. Now, they're not in uh, Savannah. They're not requesting a copy of the GWL, but you ought to give it to them. And I I know that that's an awful lot for you to hear but uh, or to take off the radio, but remember you've got a podcast you can download and play it as slow as as you want to as many times as you can. Uh, when we were talking about the omnibus bill earlier, um, one of the things that, that continues to stay on my mind is there's one thing that the president seems to not have changed his mind on after the uh, shooting down in Florida. And that is he still thinks the best way to combat any of these uh, shootings is by armed teachers. And we certainly agree with him. We've talked about different programs, different things we can do, and that we have passed a law here in Georgia that would allow the districts to do that if they wanted to do it. Uh, So far, obviously, we've had nobody do that. But uh, at any rate, uh, this is the way to stop it, with with armed resource uh, school officers and with armed teachers. Nobody knows who they are. Um, And... In fact, in the high school in Maryland this past week, there was a student came in with a pistol, shot a girl and a and a boy, and uh, the there was an armed school resource officer there. He heard the shots. He ran toward the shots. Unlike the coward of Broward County down there, he ran toward the the shots and he killed a guy. Now, 
that shooting was over in seconds because there was somebody armed there to take care of it. Had they not been there, um, you know, Glock holds, uh, depending on which Glock it is, it holds uh, 15 to 17 rounds. And it had, I don't know whether they had more magazines or not, but that's not a whole lot different than what you have with an AR-15. AR-15 is 30-round magazine, but if you got two Glock clips, you got over 30 rounds, so it's not a big deal in that particular thing. But none of this really made the national news. It made the national news there was a shooting going on, but it faded rather quickly. And the reason it faded was because it did not fit the template for the school shootings now that the gun prohibitions want to have. It was not done with an AR-15. It was done with a pistol. And plus the fact it was stopped by an armed resource office immediately. Now, uh, still two people were shot, but you can sit back and think about how many could have been shot if that kid had really been after somebody else besides the two that he shot. And we don't know that for a fact whether he was or not. Uh, One of the things that uh, concerns me a lot and um, I don't know if any of you listened, but last week on Monica Perez's show, uh, she uh, honored me by interviewing me for an hour on her program, which she doesn't normally do. And uh, one of the things that we discussed is what bothers me more than anything that's going on right now, and that is that is the loss of people trying to take away our due process rights. Because if you take away the due process rights, you, it doesn't matter about the Second Amendment. If they can come in and confiscate anything they want to without any due process, you won't have a gun anyway. So those amendments won't, most amendments won't uh, be worth anything because you won't have due process. And so we're, we fight that down here at the Capitol every, you know, every session, uh, normally several times. A lot of you may not know that, but we do. And uh, so we got into a discussion that I'll continue on after the break about long gun versus uh pistols and why the gun prohibition want to get away with the long or get away from the long guns uh, i want to remind you go to georgiacarry.org uh, you can join twenty dollars a year you can uh, follow us on twitter at georgia carry and i'm at got your back 64 you can download the commercial free podcast there and here at uh, newstalk1160.com and we will be right back And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. Uh, I've, uh, I, got, I got wrapped up with Mark this, this morning. There's a ton of things that I wanted to, to cover, and uh, we could probably do it in another hour or so, and we may uh, take some of them over for next week. I uh, wanted uh, before the break. I told you that I was on Monica Press uh, program on uh, WSB last week. One of the things that she and I discussed, and and she brought it up, and and I think it's a good point for us to listen to. Um, you know, we've said for years and years and years that that long guns are not the problem in the United States. Rifles, shotguns. You know, we're we're talking about three hundred and fifty to to four hundred murders per year with a with a long gun not just an ar-15 but with a, a long gun and that's been historical there may be more one year than the other but rarely ever does it get over about 400 uh, deaths by uh, rifle uh, or by long gun and she brought up the fact that she's always thought that the reason they want to get away get our rifles away from us is it's a whole lot harder to defend yourself with a pistol 
because they can sit back two or three hundred yards away from you and pick you off. You, you know, you you <laughs> as a gun owner, you know that you can't do like Roy Rogers and Lone Ranger did and shoot people from a hundred yards with a pistol. Uh, so that may be something we need to start thinking about. That's why they want to do away with AR-15s because that will disarm us uh, or make us at a a greater risk of uh, of any type of of standoff should it ever come to that. Uh, I hope it doesn't, but, you know, the way some of these things are going, we just never know what's going to happen. And uh, I believe, as the Founding Fathers believe, that we should be armed as strongly as the government is. And, yes, that includes atomic bombs. If we got atomic bombs, everybody else should have one. Uh, John Lott put out a good article talking about arming teachers in school, which is something we've talked about here with the FASTER program up in Ohio. I believe Jim uh, Irvine is going to try to make a trip down here next month to discuss it with some of the leaders here in Georgia and see what we can do. But the the point of John's uh, article was the fact that everybody's running around saying, well, teachers don't need to be armed, teachers don't want to be armed, but every time anybody anywhere opens up a a, a training for teachers, they are overwhelmed immediately. It doesn't take them... 15 minutes to fill up their classes and have 30 or 40 or 50 people over applying that wanted to go to it. So if they don't want to carry, why are they wanting it? Uh, why are they wanting to take the training? I, I just, you know, it's more garbage that we're being told that is not true. Uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Well, their the reports from the their uh, from Wall Street are that their sales are in the tank. I don't understand why, but I'm imagining that a lot of people got upset with them. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, what these companies don't understand, there's a lot of people that don't go over there and buy a gun every day, but they go buy other things because it is a sporting goods store. But when you torque off the people who are buying firearms from you and you tell them that you're not supporting them, then you're not supporting their hunting or anything else. And those people are turning around and leaving them, and Dix is overstocked with an awful lot of things. You can expect good, good sales from them before, uh, before long. Now, the good news is, uh, you know, they've done that. Kroger's uh, Field and Stream stores, or whatever they're called, quit selling them. Uh, Walmart's gone to uh, nobody over 21 years of age, and I believe they've quit selling AR-15s or what they call assault-type weapons. And, you know... You think that's bad news, but the good news is we've got an awful lot of people like Autry's Armories, sure shot over in, uh, in uh, our uh, spot shot over in uh, Carrollton. We've got uh, numerous uh, people here that are our supporters. Um, the firing line up uh, north of Georgia here or north of Atlanta, there's, there's so many of them that this is going to help their sales because we're still going to buy firearms and we're still going to buy AR-15s and we're still going to buy ammo. And those people are going to see a rise in their business. And those are the people that you and I would really prefer to see their business be good and stay good than we would the giants like Dixon and uh, Walmart. So uh, I guess somebody could say maybe maybe Walmart doesn't need to be a dick. But uh, at any rate, it's a... Uh, that's good. Citibank has uh, decided that they're uh, they're ready to lose some money. Uh, they're not going to uh, furnish or uh, do business with people that uh, sell firearms, etc. So 
Uh, they, I know they've, they've had a lot of people turn in their credit cards and change their banking accounts, et cetera. And uh, it was kind of funny, the uh, executive vice president, one of the executive vice presidents at, Chicago, at Citigroup uh, who helped craft the policy uh, wrote in a blog post that the company's announcement will invite passion on both sides. Genius, huh? But he stressed that the policies are not centered on an ideological mission to rid the world of firearms. Well, what the hell are they, they centered on? They're not centered on, on trying to get rid of firearms, but we're not going uh, to uh, get any money or give any money or loan any money to people who are going to sell or build firearms. So it tells to me that they're, they're not really... Uh, they're not really coming straight with you. They are, they are coming after your guns along with everybody else. Um, and they're losing an awful lot of customers, and they're going to continue to lose customers. That's just a fact of life. If you want to take that stand, fine. You know, um, a lot of customers or a lot of companies in the past have said, look, whatever the law is, that's what we're going to follow. And that's the way it ought to be. Okay? You know, I know that, uh, that uh, private property issues are another thing, but as, as far as – if I don't want to sell firearms, I don't have to sell firearms. But if I'm selling firearms and I start banning firearms, then I've done a, a disservice to the people who uh, have done business with me for quite some time. That's just the way I feel about it. Uh, we've got the upcoming March for Our Lives that Mark talked about earlier. Um, these are all backed by leftist organizations. And one of the funniest ones that I see, or most ironic one I see, is Planned Parenthood. They're, uh, they're fighting to save children's lives while they're supporting millions of, of uh, abortions each year. So I guess if you're lucky enough to get born, they'll, they'll protect you. But if not, you're in deep trouble. But uh, Evertown, Giffords Group, MoveOn.org, Planned Parenthood, Women's March on L.A., all these people are behind what's going on out there. Uh, it is not the kids. It's not the children. As Mark said, it's the it's the uh, uh, guys who uh, came in with uh, with the Democratic Party with uh, Obama, the progressives that are trying to overturn this country and take us away. If they, you got to remember, if we don't have a Second Amendment, we don't have any rights. No matter what you think, it's uh, it's just not going to happen. Uh, there's also uh, Moms Demand Action now. I also have a Students Demand Action. Well, whoopee-doo. So, um, you know, we're just we're going from one place to another. It, it's You're going to continue to see all this uh, propaganda. It will not go away. It will be here for quite some time. Uh, and this... Uh, this was never about a, any concern that anybody had for the children or for the safety of the schools because we've talked about ways to make it safe, and uh, they don't want to do that. They use the kids simply as a shield for their narrative for gun control. Uh, if this were about student concerns, they would promote messages from the other side. There's a, there's a, a guy named Kyle Keshev who has taken the other approach and he was one of the students at at the school down there and he's taken the other approach that he is not against guns that he understands what happened and that bad things happen to good people so uh you don't hear him you hear him occasionally on uh, fox news but you won't hear him on any of the other alphabet stations because that's not the narrative they're pushing it does not fit the template if it doesn't fit the template it is not going to to uh to go any further uh youtube 
uh, suspended channels of people who uh, who discuss firearms, uh, safety, uh, you know, assembly, disassembly, cleaning, etc. Uh, that's uh, that's something that we can't tolerate anymore. Uh, and I believe Facebook has taken off all theirs. Well, you know, some people might say that censorship. It's not because it's not between me and the government. It's between me and another private entity. However, uh, that just tells you that the people that you're you're posting on are in one corner, and you may be in the other if you're on our side. Uh, one of the stupid things that happened is last week there was a student suspended in New Jersey because he, they took a picture of him at the firing ring with his family, and he was suspended from school. Uh, one parent noted his son had been impacted by the school's weapon policy, saying, my son had a sticker on his truck and he couldn't take his truck to school unless he took the sticker off. It was a picture of a gun. We didn't think it was right, but we wanted to get him up to take it off. So I uh, want to remind you, or thank you very much for being here today. Go to georgiacarry.org. We will uh, be back next week. Thanks for listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.